Welcome back to the Profit Your Knowledge podcast. Today's guest is Shantae Dent. She's a personal development and executive coach specializing in helping women in business and busyness thrive in their marriages. Um, the reason Shantae's on this podcast right now is um, for twofold. One, she seemed like a really cool person. And then we were, taught, we were chatting and we have so much in common. We we're like, wow, this is awesome. Uh, but two, it's the topic because us trying to build a business, um, you know, be an entrepreneur, we can see the potential that we can have with like making money, having more freedom to spend with the time with the people that we love and all these great things. But that also requires money and time investment to build, especially if you're working a job on the side and all this. And we're going to talk about how to kind of balance the growth that we can have with still caring for our relationships in the process and not sacrificing any of it because it is possible to do both of them. So that's the big reason I wanted to have Shantae on. How are you doing today, Shantae? James, I am doing incredibly well. Thank you. Yeah. Stoked to talk about this. I'd love to hear a little bit about your background. Um, what made you decide to, to be an entrepreneur, to start a business teaching stuff online? Why was that type of business intriguing to you? And how did you specifically get into doing what you're doing today? Yeah. So I got started in this entrepreneurship journey. Uh, first, I have to joke around and say, I think it was kind of infused into my bloodline because my father is an entrepreneur. I saw him going through this entrepreneurship journey until my college years. And that's where he stopped and became like a bank executive. But for years, that's all I knew when it came to careers and, and work, uh, just that entrepreneurship journey, making it happen and having flexibility, et cetera. My journey began because I did have those opportunities uh, where I worked those standard jobs, typical hours, and it's not, you know, bad overall, except when it came to me wanting to fine tune my heart's desire, I felt like I could have a cookie cutter type of position, but I knew exactly what I wanted to offer, how I wanted to offer it, and that coupled with the relationships that I had established with former clients or participants of a workshop, I had this urge, like the strong burning desire to say, hey, I really know what I want to offer to the world and to, you know, individuals that I've been working with and take it a step further, which led me to creating, you know, different programs and courses and that here's that journey of entrepreneurship. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So I will say like the fine tune in terms of like a specific niche that really derived from my personal story. So, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, and it's not always easy juggling what people say all the things. Mm -hmm. And I grew up having this mindset of just wanting life to be good. Now, this is before relationships. It's like as a young girl, just having this strong desire, like I just want people to get along and I want to experience, you know, environments that are pleasant where there's harmony and joy. And so I realized, you know, as you get older, you're adding more components to the plate and you, you have to learn how to figure it out so it can work well. Now, we both know everyone doesn't put energy into figuring it out. You know, they just have a tunnel vision focus and they go for it. It doesn't matter who or what is interrupted. They're going for it. But I realized, hey, I'm going to have to slow down and make some adjustments and make, you know, realign some areas of my life if I want to be successful in every area. And so I'm able to, yeah, fulfill this passion and this joy by helping others. But I also realized from my own story, you know, there's a lot of uh, other areas, I'll say, that have to be in alignment, you know, emotionally, mentally, and physically, if I want to show up 
in every area in my marriage and, you know, as an entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that it's, I think it's so important because like I didn't get into business just to make a bunch of money. I got in because mm-hmm. I was tired of working all the time and I'm like, I want to do something that is fun for me that I know is making an impact and it gives me time and money freedom so I can not be working all the time. Like I'm obsessed with let's work fewer hours as much as possible and always working at that create systems like automations, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff is what I really enjoy. And I was a productivity coach before I did this and I was all about like cut work hours down, you know, and helping people do that. And it still spills into what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'd love to hear your kind of viewpoint, the way you see this, because um, you, you've been an entrepreneur and obviously you, you are an entrepreneur, so you're, you're planning on doing this for a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you do in your life, in your marriage, and even just friendships as well to you know, have a balance? Like how, how do you think about structuring that balance between growing your business and also spending time with the people you care about? Sure. I embrace communication. That has to be the foundation of everything I do. And my specific examples, I actually recently had this conversation with my family and with a dear friend of mine. So I was working on this, on the project, you know, time consuming. And when I know that something, a project, whatever I'm facing, it's going to take a lot of my time. I have a conversation. I talk to my husband and I talk to my children and I let them know mommy is about to embark on a project and it will take some time. So the scheduling of our lives, of our day will look a little different. Uh, You know, for the reality, you know, real talk, we've been eating out a little bit more lately because, you know, um, of this uh, new project. But the, but the biggest component is communicating, letting my spouse and my children know, like, this is what's on the table right now. And we both know, especially in this world of entrepreneurship, we have busy seasons and slow seasons and, and it fluctuates. And so when things are calmer, you know, everyone's doing their thing. My husband's working in his career. My children are going to school and they have their recreational. So everyone is in their own world. We have our overlap, but there's a nice flow because we have done pretty well establishing a schedule. And I tell you, that was, gosh, that was embedded when they were toddlers. And so it's naturally, we've all grown into how to flow as a family But when it comes to those seasons where I know there's a lot more going on, there's a lot more events on the calendar, we have family conversations. This is what's going on. Here's how we're going to navigate through this season. And a funny story, a good friend of mine, she invited me somewhere on a Sunday. This is really about two weeks ago, James. And oh, I felt so bad. My fingers are texting her back and I'm like, my head is in the sand. And she says, well, so you're not going to pull it out for me? And I told her, you know, I love you. And we did put something on the calendar like a week or so later. But again, I'm all about communicating. Uh, I won't just shun people away. If I'm in a season where I have to be a bit more intense, I'll let you know. And then we'll reschedule and we'll build from there. But I feel like without communication, we leave this door open for misunderstandings. And that's where we get a little, you know, in that danger zone. Yeah, no, I love the importance of communication. Um, The other piece to it, which, you know, communication is a tool for this, I feel is um, the boundaries that we have to set. Uh, For me, for example, I have my work hours and like I'm working if I'm in my work hours. And Mm -hmm. after that, I switch to the next part of my day, which is family and friends. But before my work hours, I'm like, I wake up before, you know, everyone I'm up at like 520 and I go to the gym and I do my personal kind of 
personal self-care stuff and then I go into my work hours and then um, family and friends time. And I like to be in those moments. Um, but what advice do you have for people in terms of like setting and keeping boundaries while still maintaining like the respect in friendships and relationships? Yeah. So I feel like it definitely starts within, you know, that has to be the first step. So figuring out like what will work for my life, my style, my flow, what works naturally for me. So as you mentioned, first thing in the morning before anyone's up, you're out, you're doing what you need to do to take care of your physical component. And so what I have to do is get my mind right, get my emotions right. So if that's prayer, if that's meditation, if that's listening to a podcast or some message that's going to help keep me grounded, like first thing in the morning, I know that's what I need to do so I can be ready to function and connect with individuals. I love this whole idea of, you know, just those work hours, you know, for me, it looks a little different. I have, you know, my kids who I have to ensure like everyone's on track, getting them out of the house in, you know, to school on time. Uh, but the good thing is once that part is taken care of, I can come back home and have those appointments and have those workshops. I really love a schedule like we we have our shared calendar, the family calendar, because that's how we can ensure that everyone is on the same page. And I'm also old school. I have the handwritten list, James. So I can give my seat. I can give myself CEO time, which is, you know, those first four or so hours in the morning, you know, granted, if there's a workshop or a session that has to interrupt that flow, we go with on that route. But generally speaking, okay, this is give your CEO time, your undivided attention, Shante. You know, if you need a cup of coffee or a smoothie, whatever, whatever it takes, but this is your time to, yes, be in front of that laptop and get that work done. Later on in the day, I can shift. Now, here's one area, James, where I, I keep this on the forefront of my mind. And there are areas where I feel like, oh, I dropped the ball. And that's when my children come home. I have to make myself stop. And there are times where I have to stop and then return to that assignment or just stop like, okay, could shut it down for the day. But I have to tell myself, don't just let them, you know, come home. And then it's like a, Hey, and then you keep on keeping on. It's a, I'm going to stop and give my children my attention and inquire. And I said, well, how was your day? And then they'll try to throw out something like, oh, I got a, a B on my test. I got an A on my test. No, 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 no. Outside of the grades, how was your day? What was it like during lunch? And so when it comes to keeping my family in mind, I focus on being in to them. And that helps me to stay in tune. And it's the same flow with my husband. You know, there are times where he's working offsite. Other days he's working in the house. And so we just have to have those check-ins. How you doing? How was your day? But having those schedules in the calendar or having like my top three to five, this is what I need to accomplish today. It generally helps me stay grounded and focused. Yeah, I love that. I love the importance you put on the kids and the family. And it's not just like surface level. It's like, no, I'm going to really pour into you and really pay attention to you. And I think it's so important. I think intentionality is the one word I can say for all this with boundaries and stuff and the timing and everything. And it's very, you know, it's very um, customized or it should be for each person because I don't have kids, you know, so that's a whole different dynamic that you have to deal with that I don't, you know, and um yeah, being the kind of parent that you want and whatnot, giving them the kind of love that you feel you, you would like to give them and whatnot. So you yeah. have to make it a priority. And I feel like someone listening to this, it's like, mm -hmm. 
it, it's not because like the relationships are always happening. Your business is always happening. A lot of times, like you can miss something in your business and it's okay for me personally, like relationships are way more important than if I didn't post that thing, I'm like, okay, it's not the end of the world. It's not going to destroy my business, you know, but like not paying attention to my kid that oh, can yeah. have a huge repercussion on our relationship, which just mm -hmm. isn't worth it. You know what I mean? And you can always get back to the business. Like it's not going to fall apart. Um, so yeah, it's, it's big. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just last night, cause, uh, what is it? Our kids are um, on a break and my son, he's like, mom, <laughs> he, had, he had just gone to the movies with his dad. My <laughs> husband, they went to the movies like the day before. So he's like, mom, it'll mean a lot to me if you sit with me and watch this show. And in my mind, like mentally, I'm like, now this kid knows that I am trying to finish this project. But I, you know, I had been embedded to this laptop for a few hours. And I thought, initially, I did not want to pull away James. But just what you said came to mind. You know, we have to remind ourselves, right? You know, it's like, I do drop the ball sometimes, but I can't drop the same ball all of the time. And so right. I said, you know what? I pulled away and I was like, all right, fella, let's watch the show. Now, of course, we watched about three to four series. So I'm up until nearly midnight with my son, <laughs> you know, watching TV. But I thought, you know, sometimes it's worth it. You know, we're, we are trying to establish a healthy relationship here. And if it means sitting down, watching a few series of a show that I'm, might not be a hundred percent interested in it. It's worth it. Yeah. It's the relationship that matters. Yes. Um, yes. yeah, I love that. Uh, I'd love to hear from you, Shantae. What is some common, uh, like relationship advice or advice in the relationship space that you don't necessarily agree with? Oh, that I don't agree with. I love this question. I do not agree when it comes to relationships and it's a very thin line because when it comes to the roles, if we just stick with like a traditional role, like you got the, the male, the female, the husband, the wife, I, I think sometimes we get, we put like a women in boxes. I'll just start with that in that area we put we put ourselves in a box where you know we have to be like the one who provides dinner because we're the wife and you know it's the woman who has to do that or because I have had a season where I was you know predominantly like that that stay-at-home mom and I appreciated that season a great deal but I also realized we don't have to stay in that space of always providing that type of support just because I'm the mom or the wife doesn't mean I have to pull my hair out because, oh, I have to cook dinner. Oh, I have to make breakfast. And and I I mean, this is my personal thing. <laughs> you know, when it comes to food and meals, I'm like, you know, no, I don't have to. You know, I might not be the one making that meal. Husband might step in and make the meal or yes, we're going to order and, you know, bring that food in. Um, but I think sometimes we can get caught up in uh, the traditional role. Uh, you know, the woman has to be the one, you know, making the house a home. And I'm not disagreeing when a woman does it. I think it's incredible when it works. But if you're in a relationship or a marriage where the roles are slightly adjusted and they don't go into perfect alignment, I think as long as there's peace, harmony and alignment between the individuals within that relationship, it's perfectly fine. Um, there have been seasons even when um, 
for a, a wife to fully step out of that working environment. I think that's another concern, even in this day and age where we say we give women, you know, the freedom and the flexibility to do as they please. But I've even experienced contention if a wife says, I just want to be that 100% stay at home mom and not be out, you know, in the field working, whatever that job is. But then she might be criticized for not being the working woman. And, and I'm, you know, if that's what works for her in her relationship, then we should support her in that role or support him in, in that role. And so I love to see the tides turn where um, the PTSA president is the dad and not the mom, you know, like why not change it up? If it works for that couple, let's support them. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Um, my girlfriend, she likes to send me like TikToks and Instagram reels and it's kind of our ritual at the end of the day. Um, sometimes I open it. It's like, I have 99. <laughs> she's, oh like, she's like, I sent you a couple of videos and I'm like, <laughs> are you kidding me? So we just sit there for like two hours just going through. Um, but she'll send me some and it's like, uh, it's like when, uh, girls are complaining that like women wanted like equal rights or like, no, not, not like equal rights, but like they wanted to like be the workforce, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, now that now there's like this expectation for women to work as hard as like the guy, mm -hmm. but it is interesting because yeah. it's like, you know, to where it's not just the guy making all the money. Um, mm -hmm. But it's interesting because like, then there is still kind of that, like, what is it called? The nuclear family where like, it's the perfect American, like fifties family where the guy does the work, the mom's at mm -hmm. home cooking, cleaning, all that stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah. some people, yeah, that's like the dream, you know, that's what they want. Mm -hmm. And then other people, mm -hmm. there's definitely women workhorses who just, they're the breadwinner. And then the yeah. guy is doing that, you know, awesome. I mean, yeah, if I had, yeah. I have my own ambitions, you know, with things that I want to achieve, but I've seen other videos she sent me where it's like when the, when the wife is making like $300,000, like, yeah, what do you do? Yeah. Like, how, how does that impact you as a man? And like, it's just video mm. of like this guy cleaning the entire house. And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, he's fine. Be I'd be like, whatever, you know, <laughs> just like, if she's just rolling it, you know, it's like, oh, cool. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's a really interesting dynamic. Um, how do you, how do you kind of recommend that people kind of figure out those roles and is there any kind of advice you have to help people kind of figure out that stuff? If they're in a relationship or they feel like they're not getting enough or they feel like they're putting in too much and the other person isn't, et cetera, et cetera. What do you recommend? Yeah, you know, I'm going to circle right back around to communication, uh, but not stop there because it really is all about how one communicates because every problem, every challenge and concern that we face individually, it's relevant and it's valid. And so I would never diminish or, you know, minimize what someone's feeling or try to dissect or judge their why. And so when, when individuals are in relationships and they feel there's an imbalance, my first encouragement is, you know, obviously that level of self-awareness awareness and self-reflection should be the first step. And once we come to this table to have that conversation, bring your conversation to the table, number one, with a level of confidence and respect and a few solutions. Because what I find is when one partner is bringing a concern to the table with a lot of complaints, with a lot of blame, with a lot of shame, 
oh my, we're opening the door to arguments and individuals who are e eventually going to close down and, you know, become just reclusive or argue, you know, just fighting and, and then you get nowhere and you're now adding um, more issues to the situation, like adding fuel to the fire. And so everybody, of course, has different specifics when it comes to these types of conversations. But I do believe it's important to be honest about how one feels because, we don't want to you know, be in relationships with people who are miserable. And so if one flow isn't working, perhaps it worked for a season and, and it's no longer an option. It's not ideal. I believe it's important to be honest about how you feel about your current situation and figure out how each person can contribute to the solution. Uh, but definitely steer away from complaining, you know, and, and not having any um, viable solutions where you can say, well, here's an idea. What do you think about? And maybe it means a, a career change or adjusting the hours or creating a schedule where we are sharing, you know, the, the household chores. Because here's the deal, James, I believe, I wholeheartedly believe that when we are in relationship with individuals, we're in that relationship for a reason. The foundation is, I love this person. And when we love someone, we should strive to respect them and have a mindset of what can I do to assist you? How can I you know, encourage you? What can I offer you? And if it means we're having a conversation and we're compromising and we're making adjustments so we can both experience great levels of fulfillment, why not? Why not be engaged in that type of conversation and ready and willing to make the necessary adjustments? Yeah, I, yeah, it's huge. Um, I, my girlfriend, and I definitely have like roles in our relationship where I do more of the, I do the dishes cause she doesn't like doing the dishes. Mm -hmm. Um, she does the laundry, you know, and then <clears throat> there's some things where we've had small little altercations and then I don't say anything and then it, I noticed that it, it then creates like a bit of resentment in me um, mm. because it's something small, but then something small they do all the time. Like one example um, is that I learned this the hard way early on and now I'm very careful about it. But mm -hmm. my girlfriend has a habit of not screwing on caps all the way and I grab bottles from the top and it sprayed me and I'm just like, are you kidding me, bro? And I'm like, how do you not do that? <laughs> She's gotten way better at it because yeah. I, I had to say things. I think... I think something that's been really big for me in relationships is just practicing mentioning those mm -hmm. small things that mm -hmm. maybe bother me. Like if, if you're, I'm guilty of this, you know, I'm not going to say I'm some perfect <laughs> fruit at all, but I, mm -hmm. I have a tendency uh, to like, I'll take my clothes off and then I'll set it on the ground instead mm -hmm. of putting it directly in the basket. And she's yeah. like, can you not just put it on the ground? And it's just like, it's something that I do, you know, and I'm, I'm not perfect at it, but I get better at, you know, putting it straight into the basket like she asks. And I think it's those small conversations that you have of like little feedback loops that um, build up to a healthy relationship. Because if you don't say those little things, then it creates that like mini resentment, which starts to build. And then you have this huge outlash. And then you're like, this thing you did back then, you're like, what are you talking? It's not even related to what we're talking about here. Yeah. It's just like, you have like a yeah file of things that they weren't doing right. Yeah, and that's so, and, and it's so, it's so common, James. It happens often. And one area that I love, and my husband and I try to work on this and, and stick to this, is when we do have those conversations, we give one another permission to check in. 
Now it, it used to be like, let's put the check-in meeting on the calendar. And now we can just say, hey, you know, I give you permission to check in with me. If if I drop the ball in this area, I'm not gonna, you know, bite your head off with my words because you brought it to my attention. It's okay. Like I, I'm a human being. And yes, you know how it is. If we create new habits, we don't do that overnight. And so there are areas where I'm just like, okay, if I forget. I'm like, if it's out of sight, out of mind, you know how I am. So, you know, just remind me and I'm okay with that reminder. And then of course I do my part, set an alarm, et cetera. So in addition to having, yes, those types of conversations, because yes, we have to address even those little things. So we don't have any areas um, where we're carrying resentment and um, taking it that step further to say, you know, and when I do drop the ball, because I might not get this as quickly as you desire, you know, I give you permission to be my accountability partner. And then it becomes a beautiful flow because you're not always hounding. I'm not always hounding. They're not hounding. And everyone is like, we're all in this together. I'm going to show you grace. I'm going to express my thoughts and my feelings, my concerns, using those I statements, right? And then I will give you, you know, that we give one another permission to be human and to approach these issues with love as our foundation. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Shantae, based on your career, um, I guess like, you know, working with couples and being an entrepreneur yourself and balancing relationships and um, your entrepreneurial efforts, uh, what's something that you wish someone would have told you early on? Mm. Well, well, well. <laughs> so the specific work I, I do is with wives. I, I will clarify that. <laughs> and I say that because it leads to what I'm going to share with you. Um, this did come to me from my dad. And so I, I wouldn't say that um, it didn't it didn't cross my path at all, but in terms of how how soon I wish it would have crossed my path, the importance of working on yourself first. And this is key because I, I realized, yes, when I'm working with with a wife or just anyone, you know, having any type of issue in the relationship, it, it is human in nature to point our finger and to blame and to say because of what he did and she did and they did and and we're frustrated and yes our frustrations are valid except we could experience a much more empowering and life-changing situation if we intentionally take the focus off of what the other person is doing and put the focus on ourselves and if there's anything that i wish i would have you know just been privy to early on not to minimize anything. And I I don't want to make it sound like every molehill should be a mountain. What I mean by that is when I'm feeling off kilter, not to justify it, not to minimize it and say, oh, that's no big deal. That's just you being you, Shantae. And I said, no, if I would have early on given attention to, for example, you know, insecurities, but I just felt like, oh, that's just me being, you know, me, you know, insecure. But no, if I would have been able to say, wait a minute, no, that's a red flag. And we need to address, you know, what's really going on here? Why are you insecure? And clearly that would have changed a lot of my decisions <laughs> throughout the course of my life. But I feel like it's so important just to pay attention to what's going on internally. And when I do that, you know, and again, if that were something I was told or, you know, encouraged to do much earlier on, given attention to those internal cues, I believe, yes, externally, all the other manifestations would, you know, would have worked 
I guess even more, you know, in my favor. Yeah. Working on yourself is huge. It's, um, cause you could be lashing out and it's, I yeah. always think like, am I doing something genuinely wrong? Like if I get frustrated with something or is it like we, we had a, um, you know, um, a little bit of an altercation and we had a bit of a, some frustrations and just kind of having like, not really a fight. Cause when I mean, you will have a little bit of like backlash, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I realized that at that time I was just feeling like overwhelmed with a lot of stuff in, in my own business and my life too, with there's other things too, like a lot of family stuff has happened and it's not ideal, you know? Um, and I started to be, um, kind of like rude to her, like request more from her. And she's like, but that's not what our agreements were and stuff. And, um, it led to this whole thing. And then I started just kind of look back at myself and be, and having more conversation talking about, thank goodness she's willing to do that, you know? And, uh, I realized that like, you know what, I think I'm just like really overwhelmed with like all this stuff that's kind of going on that it's, it's, so I'm not saying it's you, you have to do, do this, which is what started as it was kind of pointing the finger until I started to point the finger back at me. And I was like, wait a second. Like I, I'm just really overwhelmed with all this. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I told, told her that. And then we came back to love. And I, so I'm always thinking about, I was like, how can we come back to love, you know? And, um, it, it was because of me and something that I was doing wrong or something going on inside of my world, not necessarily her, but I was kind of pointing the finger towards her. You know what I mean? And I think that's incredible. This example you just shared, because the end result could be, she's still helping you. She's still doing what you requested, except when we can change our perspective and have a different approach, we might still get the outcome that we desire, but if we come into this conversation blaming someone or shaming and they should, then yeah, that's where it can go south. But if we take a moment, and I love it because self-actualization and self-awareness say, oh, you know, I, let me adjust my attitude first. Let me, you know, calm down or let me relax first before I engage in this conversation. Or maybe it doesn't hit you until mid-conversation, and that's fine, too. Just take a moment, you know, take a breather and say, oh, you know what? I realize, and and I've had these conversations, too, with my husband. You know, if I'm sad or hurt about something and it's it's bothering me, sometimes it's not even until mid-conversation that I have to put the brakes on and say, you know what? I realize that I'm overly concerned or overly bothered or stressed because of, and then I can identify the root of, you know, my anger, my frustration, and it may not have anything to really do with him, but surface level, it was just a whole episode, a whole situation. And so I believe it's, again, it's a game changer. It helps our marriages and our relationships thrive when we choose to change our perspective and and focus on ourselves. And, And what I love too here is because when we focus on ourselves, even if the other person is at fault, Focusing on ourselves puts us in a more influential and empowering position to where that individual might just in fact begin to self-reflect simply because of our approach. And we think sometimes we minimize our, our, our ability to influence and we get overly consumed with, I need to control this person and tell them what to do, how to do it and when to do it. And that could, again, it could cause for a chaotic situation. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I think it's, it's a superpower that took me a long time to develop because there's been plenty of times in past relationships where I'm like, it was totally me. I was absolutely the problem, you know, like, so I always tell myself like, I'm not perfect. And I know that, mm-hmm. uh, which is why I don't just like, I mean, I'm always obviously like, you know, it's about respect in a relationship. And if they're doing something 
wrong or unethical, like that's a totally different story, but I'm always True. checking like, am I doing things right on my end too? Or am mm -hmm. I just focusing on the other person, you know, because it's, it's a two way street. It so is. awesome. I think that's really great advice. Shantae, where can people learn more about you and get connected? Oh yeah. Simply visit shantaydent.com and you can connect with me there. And I look forward to meeting you on the other side and working with you as well. Sweet. We'll put a link down in the description to get over to Shantae's website, shantaydent.com. Make sure you get connected, especially if you want some more conversation about relationships and stuff. I'm not the relationship person. I love the topic, but I'm not going to claim to be the relationship person. So <laughs> go over to Shantae. Um, yeah, for the listener, I know we, we talked about quite a bit of stuff, but I think the big, the big takeaways, you know, for me in the conversation is boundaries, communication, like setting your work hours and stuff and something that works for you and makes sense for you. If you have kids, totally different story. If you don't have kids, um, communication is probably the biggest thing. And when you have communication, don't just point the finger. Um, mm -hmm. it's like that saying, when you point the finger, you have three pointing back at you, um, yeah. or four point, yeah, three <laughs> pointing back at you. The thumb's kind of, uh, I don't know if you got a weird thumb or something, but, um, but that's kind of big thing. So I'm always checking, like, am I doing things right too on my end? And sometimes like then one situation, it hit me, like you said, uh, mid, mid conversation, I was like, oh, I'm overwhelmed with all this stuff. You know, there's stuff with my work, you know, servicing clients. And then, um, it was just like a calamity of like a bunch of stuff there. And then bunch of personal family stuff too. And it was just felt way too much, you know, and then it's just crazy how the whole dynamic shifted after that. Mm. Um, and we got back to love and I think that's the most important thing. So you can build a business that's very successful and you can have great relationships along the way. It's not either, or it's both. And, uh, you just have to have a good intention and go into it with that and focus on what's really most important. So take what you learned here, get out there. Implementation is your only superpower and make something happen. We'll see you in the next one.